Oh, what went wrong? Pick a sad breakup song. What song would the Pac-12 use? You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. doesn't matter whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you download your, your podcast. We are free, and I really do appreciate you coming along for the ride. Hope you're enjoying the show. If you do like the show, there's a red subscribe button. It would mean a whole heck of a lot if you'd hit it. And if again, if you like the show, also hit that like button. So I'm wondering... If George Klyovkov, if he was picking a sad song, do you think he might be listening to, I don't know, Hall of Notes, She's Gone? Check out the lyrics. Uh, because at this point, I think he'd pay the devil whatever is necessary to replace uh, USC with a media rights TV deal just to kind of make that pain feel a little bit less what he and the, uh, the rest of the... Uh, the, uh, what we'll call the Pac-10 conference for right now. I mean, literally, there's there is no TV media rights deal in place for the Conference of Champions. CBS and Turner Broadcasting, they, who, by the way, they own like the dumbest show on TV called Impractical Jokes. Even they said they weren't in, interested in, in the Pac-12. So all of a sudden, it looks like Apple TV Plus is going to be uh, the leader. Um, to uh, to win the Pac-12's media rights, their TV deal. I got a couple of questions. Number one, is it still only $4.99 a month to be a subscriber to Apple TV? Or is it more for the plus version? And, uh, oh, good luck trying to get the older generation, not Gen X, the older generation, the baby boomers and older, to, to understand what Apple TV is and, and getting signed up and Getting them started with an Apple ID, because all that will be involved. I say that because I have my father who, you put a cell phone in front of him. If it rings, he can't answer it. Ask him to respond to a text message. And it's like I asked him to perform brain surgery. Yeah. So um, that's the Ted Lasso channel, right? Apple Plus, Apple TV. We show that show called Ted Lasso. I've never watched a second of that show. I had to look it up so I knew what the premise was, and uh, I think I hit the nail on the head. It's about an American football coach who's hired to, who's hired uh, to to manage a British soccer team. They call it football as well. But what uh, what they what he lacks in knowledge, he makes up for in optimism, determination, and I guess he hands out biscuits and cookies or whatever. So if that does not scream out George Klyovkov promoting the conference right now. I don't know what does. Um, like I said, I've never watched Ted Lasso, but George seems to be very positive and looking for the positive all the time. Everyone tells me it's a good show. Is it? I know the Pac-12 conference isn't a good show right now. So is this a good deal for the Pac-10? And I'm going to call it the buns in the oven conference. Uh, because something George has to have something baking in his kitchen, right? Whether, you know, 
like for expansion purposes, that there has to be a reason why the TV networks are just like, you know what, you got nothing to offer, especially without the LA market. So we know that SMU, uh, San Diego State, UNLV, Boise State, those last two schools, you know, are kind of on the fringes being spoken to. But, you know, are they going to move forward with just 10 teams and, and build in to the to the uh, media rights deal expansion? I don't know. I don't want to know. I don't care, to be honest with you. Because once USC leaves, uh, the Pac-10, 12, whatever they are, they're going to be an out-of-conference schedule. If they want to put, if USC wants to put them on the rotation, that's going to be an interesting dynamic to follow. So my first reaction is this: the best that uh, George could do, that Commissioner Lasso could do. I remember watching Major League Baseball last season when Apple TV uh, was being used to show Friday Night Baseball. The broadcasts were horrible. I mean, the TV resolution was great, but other than that, everything else was dreadful. Look, I'm a, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a Gen X guy. And I usually let things just kind of roll off my back like it's no big deal. Um, but when I'm watching a game on TV, I want the announcers talking about the game. Or if they're telling a story, I want the story to at least be loosely tied to the game I'm watching on TV. Those Apple Plus announcers are definitely from a younger generation um, who is very comfortable with the streaming uh, way of doing things. I'm still, you know, trying to figure out the whole streaming thing and, you know, Hulu this and Sling TV that. You know, I, mean, I grew up on cable TV and, and then eventually satellite TV. So everything now is via the internet. Um, but those the, when I was watching those games on Apple TV, the baseball games, those announcers were talking about everything but the game. So you get, I don't know, it's who's Apple TV going to hire uh, for the Pac-10, Pac-12? Uh, especially with a much smaller viewer audience since the LA market you know, they're going to have some eyeballs there. Alumni from the other, you know, schools will be interested. But I mean, watching games on the Pac-12 network were bad enough. And uh, the officiating in the Pac-12, horrendous, enough said. Um, it made the games take forever. So let me check this. Imagine this. Imagine you've got a big play on your TV and then all of a sudden you see that little buffering circle appear while your internet connection tries to get itself back up to speed. Imagine the bush push on Apple TV and that happened. Yeah. Look, if anything, there's plenty of intrigue surrounding the Pac-12 and what's going to happen with them. You know, sitting on the outside, swinging on my hammock, Chewing on the apple, knowing that I only have to deal with this conference for one more year. I, you know, maybe I'm experiencing a little bit of, you know, schadenfreude or however you pronounce that word, enjoying watching them circle the drain, so to speak. Um, but there's that's just a little part of me. It's just, it's keeping me, it's keeping the intrigue alive for me during this off season. 
while uh, my Pac-10 brethren uh, kind of stress out what's going to happen. So with that said, um, you've got the Pac-12 intrigue going on in the background, who's going to be broadcasting their games. I also have a couple of intriguing names that we're going to talk about in the next segment. But first, we're going to talk about FanDuel. Why are we going to talk about FanDuel? Well, because we're at the midway point of the NBA season, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel. They're America's number one sports book. And you want to do this because new customers, you're going to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. So if you lose, you win. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. So just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's really super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores. Uh, pick a prop bet. Who's going to make the most threes? Who's going to have the most block shots? you got to love those types of prop bets. Um, with FanDuel, it also lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay, too. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I, once again, I'm going to say thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen. Every day, I want to make sure you check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you're going to hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. So, if the Ted Lasso channel doesn't intrigue you, maybe the next guy on the uh, wersc.com intrigue list, as well as the next name on my own intrigue list that I submitted, maybe that, uh, those names will uh, keep you around. I know it will. You, you enjoy this stuff. Last year, USC brought in Bobby Haskins, offensive tackle from Virginia. And he dealt with, uh, with some injuries while he was at Virginia. And then again, when he got to USC. Um, different injury, nevertheless. Um, he dislocated his shoulder at USC, and dislocated shoulders are really tricky because once those things pop out, they're going to pop out again. And they'd happened multiple times uh, for Bobby this past season. This year, in 2023, uh, USC is bringing in three big and uh, very experienced offensive linemen, two of them are from the Florida Gators, SEC territory. So on the We RSC number 10 most intriguing guy, one of them is from Florida. His name is Michael Tarquin, right tackle, presumably. Uh, and he is also the son-in-law to former Trojan badass offensive lineman Tony Vaselli. If you watched Tony Vaselli play offensive tackle for USC, that says enough. But the fact that uh, Tony's daughter and uh, Mr. Michael Tarquin chose to elope um, means that Papa Papa Baselli has no choice in the matter now. So um, I'm not saying 
the uh, the couple was afraid of dad, but I just thought it was kind of humorous. Now, if Michael can play with the same type of intensity, uh, the same type of gooch mentality, and the, when I say the gooch, I'm talking about the bully from the different, remember the TV show, Different Strokes? Um, where he, that was Tony Baselli. All he wanted to do was just destroy the guy in front of him. And if you watch Tony's, uh, his draft call that he took from the Jacksonville Jaguars, he kind of talks about that. So if Michael Tarquin plays like that, like Tony Baselli did at USC, and even if it's just for one year, out freaking standing. That's all I can say. Uh, Michael took over as the starting right tackle for Florida uh, going into the 2022 season. But, however, he suffered a lower body injury during week two uh, against Kentucky, and that sent him to the sideline. And so he missed the next four games. And then when he did return um, as a starter, it was more on a rotation basis. Now, um, people assume that Michael is coming over to USC to take over at, to take over the right tackle position because that's where he saw the most of his action uh, at Florida. Now, um, I'm just reading off numbers here. He had 728 snaps at right tackle compared to just 69 at left tackle, but he is six foot five. He's 320 pounds. And um, he's got 10 career starts under his belt. And he's also appeared in 24 other games during his four years while he was in Gainesville. Now, what are you getting with him? Kind of a mixed bag. Uh, he seems to be a little inconsistent from game to game with, you know, he has a strong run game, run blocking game, and then he'll have a great pass blocking game where nothing kind of comes together in the same game. So I don't know, maybe that right tackle spot becomes the 2023 version of 1A, 1B depth chart with Mason Murphy. <laughs> Something to consider. Um as I mentioned, he he has played a little bit of left tackle, so there is some versatility with him. Uh, if you know all of a sudden everyone's injured and you need to find a left tackle replacement, it looks like he would be able to slide over there with some familiarity. Now, at the halfway point, my number ten guy on the intrigue list is it's a lineman, but it's on the defensive side of the ball, Tyrone Telaney. When he showed up last year uh, through the transfer portal, um, most of the reactions from everybody, pretty much myself as well, because I didn't know who he was, was, cool, depth chart guy. Who's the next guy Lincoln Riley is bringing in on the defense? Well, um, good things come to those who wait. And uh, you know what? USC fans, I think, saw Tyrone Tillaney the more he got comfortable, become one of the better defensive linemen. Now, he came over to USC from Kansas State. Uh, before that, uh, he came. From, he arrived from American Samoa. So, and before Kansas State, when he came to the states, the mainland, uh, he started out at Mount Sac, uh, JC, Mount San Antonio College. So. 
he's got, you know, a year over, or maybe a year, I think a year's worth of uh, experience from Kansas State. So he's still kind of raw. You know, he's learning the game uh, despite his advanced age. He's a fully grown man, married. Um, in June, he'll turn 27. That's a positive. You know, he's going to be playing against guys who are much younger than him for the most part. Now, last year, Tyrone made a uh, a handful of, I would call them, impact, important plays, including that one against UCLA. Uh, he had that sack and a forced fumble. I believe Latrell McCutcheon picked it up, scooped it up. So he, he picked his spots. But overall, for USC in 2022, he wasn't that bad. In fact, like I said, he might be, well, he's returning, but statistically he might've had the second best numbers. He had five sacks. He had 11 solo tackles and he assisted on 14 others. And with Tuli Tuiapolotu moving on to the NFL, all of a sudden when Tyrone announced he was returning late December, became a pretty big thing. Because you don't you you don't really have a whole lot coming back from a room from a group that produced a lot, and we know that uh, the transfer portal was going to be used. We haven't seen anything come across yet. We know what's come across since. So, Coach Shanua, he's going to get another year uh, to kind of shape up Tyrone into an above-average defensive lineman. I would say right now he would. I would say he's an average guy, but he can play defensive end, but he can also, I think you can line him up over the ball. Um, he's, you know, he's a kid, he's kind of stout. He's six foot two, 280 plus pounds, but he's got long arms. So, um, you know, that's why you can line him up inside as well as outside. And the more technique he learns, as I mentioned, the better he's going to get. And Look, I'm not sure if there's going to be uh, another Thule type of breakout season from anyone on the roster. However, if uh, Tyrone can contribute, continue um, to develop, and let's just say he increases, um, doubles his 2022 stats. Was that asking too much? Well, if he doubled his 2022 numbers, that means he would have 10 sacks. And that's a nice start when you consider... And when you remember that Thule led the nation with 13 and a half. And Thule did that with a lot of extra attention coming his way. But USC, again, I'm going to remind you, they brought in more players during the offseason. Uh, I think everyone's going to, well, we're going to assume that these are better players um, ready to contribute right away. So we're going to see if uh, Telaney can be one of those uh, one of those guys. Is he going to be ready to contribute day one? I mean, spring camp, is he going to be the leader of the group? Because when you think about what's coming back, returning, and the guys coming along from the transfer portal, a lot of these younger guys are going to want to listen to uh, someone who's going to be 27 years old in that locker room. Life experience means something. So, again, we're going to find out if Tyrone is the guy because he might need to be that guy.
So, what else is going on? You ever hear the uh, the old idiom, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer? Right. Basically, what that is, you know, you're always aware of what your friends are doing. But most people kind of ignore what their enemies are doing. Especially when you're in a in a competitive business like football. You gotta be mindful of what's going on across town because you don't want to be surprised. Especially when USC and UCLA play football. So across town over there at uh UCLA. I understand they're expected to hire Baltimore Ravens safeties coach DeAnton Lynn as their next defensive coordinator, according to On3 Sports. Lynn, who is a former Penn State defensive back star, uh, he's also the son of former L.A. Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn. He's worked uh, for the Baltimore Ravens for these last couple of years. Something else. He has zero defensive coordinator experience. Okay. It's kind of interesting, kind of crazy that UCLA could not hire, or maybe Chip Kelly didn't want to hire a proven college defensive coordinator. I mean, it's not like they can't take out an advance on their future earnings from the big conference. They can afford it now. Even with that Berkeley tax. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, So there you go for all you Alex Grinch haters. Which would you prefer? A young up-and-coming guy with no experience? Or the status quo? Let me know. Tell me what you think. Give me some feedback. You can hit me up on my Twitter, at Mark Culkin. You can hit me up on YouTube. Hit me up over on WeRSC, wherever. Let me know. And uh, he's basically replacing Bill McGovern, who ended up missing five games last year for uh, health reasons. Um, he's retiring. So, as I mentioned, every I guess the idea behind this hire over at UCLA, UCLA, he's young, he's enthusiastic, he's going to recruit. So, I guess we can call him the recruiter on that staff because we know Chip Kelly ain't that guy. Uh, Chip Kelly hates to recruit. So should USC be worried about UCLA in 2023? New defensive coordinator. According to On3, they killed it in the transfer portal. They have the second best class behind Colorado. Um, New folks can determine if that's the case. I recognized a few names that they got through the transfer portal. Um, we know that Dorian Thompson Robinson is going to try and try and make an NFL roster. I think his athleticism will find a way onto a practice squad. So is Colin Schley the transfer from Kent or is it Kent State? I can't keep track of what that college is called anymore. Uh, is he just your Chip Kelly quarterback? Or is he just kind of, you know, getting the table set for that true freshman, Dante Moore, who they they were able to convince uh, to come to UCLA when he was originally committed to Oregon. We know that uh, Zach Charbonnet isn't going to be playing running back for UCLA. 
and he took a lot of pressure off that UCLA passing game uh, because you had to account for Zach. He was a heck of a running back. So is Carson Steele the transfer from Ball State? Is he comparable? I don't know. Ask me the last time I watched a Ball State football game. Ask me the last time I watched a Kent State football game. Those game, those teams, because they want TV exposure, they sometimes will play on a Tuesday and a Wednesday night on ESPN2 uh, just to get those their, the exposure. And that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But I'm just talking, I'm trying to show you the caliber of players that are coming over to UCLA through the transfer portal. Maybe these guys are, you know, they've been developed at lesser programs. And this is UCLA's pipeline. USC likes University of Arizona for their pipeline. Um, oh, by the way. So apparently UCLA was under the impression that uh, they were all in for Jarrett Kingston. He was going to be a UCLA Bruin until USC decided to uh, make it a, uh, an NIL bidding game. I had no idea UCLA was even involved because from what I understand, it was down, it was down between USC and Ohio State. So if this is how UCLA is going to do things, uh, I'm starting to have second thoughts about bringing our family pet, the Bruin, the dog, along on the trip with USC to their new house in the big conference. It might be time to have one of those farmer dog commercial moments where we give UCLA and her fans a last meal. And then we take a little walk out behind the house for one final sunset together before we go our separate ways. I kid. I look forward to USC and UCLA playing in each for eternity in the big conference. Something to look forward to. So there you go. Another episode of Locked on USC is in the books. We've got another episode coming at you because when you get locked on USC five times a week, you're so lucky. I know I am. I love this show. And I really think, I want to thank all of you for making Locked on USC part of your day. At least you're making it your first listen every day, right? When you're done with that, make sure to go check out Locked on College Basketball. Get all that news, notes, information from, from the players, coaches, insiders, and experts on YouTube or wherever you get your, your podcast. And it is free. March Madness is coming up. You're going to want to be a part of it. And then when you're done with Locked on USC, head on over to WeRSC.com. We still have that subscription special. Check it out. We've got some good content going to keep you occupied during this offseason season. Because spring camp will be here, and then there's no other place you're going to want to be. You're going to want to be here first, and then wersc.com. So, until our next episode, you know what to do, everybody. <laughs>